Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. It girls, we the itch girls. I got Jenny and Lindsay in this bitch girl. Make you move your hips for sipping gin, girl. Make you bounce your tits like it's a jig, girl. Like boom, sick kombucha for your boom. back to eight gals podcast this is jenny this is Lindsay. welcome to the bed bed podcast the bed podcast we're on our bed we're nude and we're talking about sex 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 <laughs> the last time we said that as well i we're know like, we're nude i think we should do one nude recording since we've said it twice now it might like break down those barriers imagine <laughs> <laughs> oh, just being naked on a chair but like what freaks me out if we did a nude one it would be like I like sitting with like my legs splayed open. I just don't know if I could be like. <laughs> I'd be staring into yeah, the I'd eye be... of your. I remember thinking that wouldn't it be kind of fun though, as like a gaff party with all like your close friends to have a naked party, but like not sexual, just like I... all at one with each other naked. And I wouldn't mind. That, I want to see my friends naked. It kind of rem- oh, I want to see everyone I know naked. That's what I mean. But just like so the look. thing that freaks me out about it is like, it's like that. Remember a few episodes ago, you said like. Your lips kiss every surface. Like, did I say that? Yeah, you just so <laughs> ew. And you're talking about discharge because you were like, mm. I don't know how people go without underwear. Like, so imagine at the party, like, <laughs> but I, you know the way at swinger parties on movies and stuff, they have towels and stuff down. It's <laughs> still so weird to be so like gross. pushing a towel to bring your bring your own towel yeah and move it around wherever you sit oh I was freaking out of the shower today and like I was just you know when you get out of the shower and you're kind of sat on the end of your bed like yeah on in your, your towel in the towel like, just air drying because yeah. you can't be bothered and I was like oh, making I have the to get ready soaking soaking yeah and I ripped the towel off me and it, like literally my vagina was so kissed to it it oh. like, was like a wax coming ah! off the towel. <laughs> like that's insane that's have we a- talked about this before in the podcast where and i'm sure some of our listeners will have dogs Lindsay, what are you talking about okay my little dog toby god rest him um we used to, like if i was ever when i lived at home my parents if i ever came out of the shower and sat down like put literal vagina sat down on my bed mm. i would like say then be I don't know, getting dressed, going downstairs, Toby would run up and I'd catch him licking the spot where Ew. I sat. And I've heard this dogs do that. Well, I My ne- friend, her dog licks her dirty knickers. Well, when, I mean, the thing, I mean, like, I know it's mental. But in my old apartment in New York, I had this roommate who had this massive pit bull. And like, God bless her, she was a lovely dog, but an absolute head wrecker of a dog. You know, those ones like big dogs jumping on you, licking it, like just. Yeah. And anytime I'd be in the kitchen, it's no girl dog, mind you. <laughs> Her freaking nose would be up my crotch. 
Like, and like oh. my older roommate would be like, that fucking dog, man. Like, why is it smelling my crotch? And like, it would literally be obsessed with smelling. How do they get a taste for that? It's just, I don't know what, it must be the pheromone. I don't know what it is. It's disgusting. Like, how my, my dog wouldn't have seen me sit there. And he'd be like, he was fine, my vagina. Ew. Like, and like, the weirdest thing as well was, so he'd be licking away at spot. <laughs> and I'd like run up to forget, like I'd forgotten something in my room. And I'd catch him and he'd peg it. No. It was like, <gasps> I've been caught. <laughs> that he knew it was wrong. It was so fucking weird. Yeah, we had shame. It's like, yes. it's like, do you ever see when cats like fall and they're like, oh, they start licking themselves. Yeah. Like, shut up, shut up, shut up. Yeah. I didn't do it. I didn't, I, didn't do it. I was just dancing. I was meant to do that. I was showing <laughs> you how to fall. <laughs> like, he did it to all me and my sisters. Ew. Licking our stuff. Anyway. Um, <laughs> okay, so. How's your week been, girl? My week has been good. Busy, busy, busy. Busy, busy. Uh, mm-hmm. Same. Fact's sake, we're so busy right now, guys. You can barely make the podcast. <laughs> barely. We're, barely. We're hanging in there. Yeah, no, we're joking. We are busier than usual, but like... We're just kind of Carrie Bradshaw right now. We are being, and which is very apt for this week's episode. But what's it about? Well, this week's episode, we are well. We're gonna do a little a non-question in a second, but we'll may as well do a little intro, a semi intro. Yeah, I think like, if you if you have got a semi right now, <laughs> um, if you guys have listened to our, us from the first episode, or if you've listened to our first episode, we kind of went into on that episode. We spoke about how Lindsay and I became friends and what kind of like meshed us and like made us have this freakish bond. Yeah, and part of that was the TV show. Sex and the City. And the City. The best TV show of all time. L- nothing tops it. There's never all. been a drama, a female like centered show. Like there's just never been something else that's. It's literally honest, incredible. They, they all try to copy it. Like all. The oh shows. yeah, that's the basis of like girls, TV. those kind of shows. Mm-hmm. But it just never, ever, ever will get even close mm-hmm. because Sex and the City hit everything. Yeah, fashion. The way they spoke, they're fucking yeah. everything. And we'll get into it a bit later on, but yeah. Right now we have a question, Lindsay, and I thought, oh, and I got this. Sorry to the girl who sent it in. Probably sent it in about like three weeks ago, but I just didn't want to answer it on our Tumblr. By the way, if you ever want to ask us anonymous questions, it's itgalspodcast.tumblr.com. Mm-hmm. and they're fully anonymous, and we'll answer them on there. But we got this one that I was like, this is actually such. It's such a big thing that I'll, like I couldn't answer via typing, but I was also like, it's a good one for us to discuss because we've kind of touched on it before. Um, so she says, hey gals, do you believe that we're meant to be monogamous? I've had lots of great relationships with great people, but I don't think I've ever managed to be faithful for more than a few weeks. I've cheated on people where the sex has been amazing and I wasn't looking for something better. Just something, uh, maybe just something different. I know I definitely have friends who are with their partner for years and have never cheated, but I'm just not sure if I'm built like that. What do you think? Adoring the honesty of that yeah. question. Especially from a gal, like presuming it's from a girl. Like you you do hear that a lot from guys, because I think guys, I mean I've spoken to Michael about it loads. Like guys kind of are less inclined genetically, kind of, I think, to be monogamous. I feel like men seem to be a lot more accepting of that trait if they have it. If yeah. they aren't, if like I always find, you know, we spoke about in a previous podcast, the unattainable sesh mm. lad. A lot of times guys are unattainable because they're telling you, I don't want a girlfriend. Mm-hmm. I'm not good with girlfriends. I 
just I'm not good with staying with one person but girls I don't think they don't seem to just kind of own that yeah you know the way yeah 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 and so feeling guilty and stuff yeah so like monogamy okay so this girl is like which I think was a really good point that she says like I've cheated on people where I've been having great sex with them you know the way like she's been with a dude and they're having deadly sex so it's mm. not that they she wants to have better sex it's, I think that's something that uh, is kind of a typical kind of story that people per- perpetuate that well if she's looking for something somewhere else there's something wrong in her bedroom and it's like it might not be that it's not satisfying her yeah and it's like this girl's like I was satisfied it was just and I feel that I have cheated previously on guys (laughs) that I was mad about Mm. remember hippie guy oh yeah yeah fucking upset with him cheated (laughs) I didn't even like the guy cheated on it's just fucking weird but like okay so she's basically kind of saying that she does not feel like she's built for monogamy mm-hmm. which is a good um thing to just kind of be open about like yeah. you know it's scary like she was saying that all her friends seem to have like these a few of her friends seem to have these long-term relationships where they've been faithful and she's just not doing that sometimes like we spoke about on our comparison episode you're looking at other people and you're like how can they do it what's wrong with me why can't i like that's the unanswerable question. I'll never know how some of my friends' relationships worked out and mine didn't. Mm-hmm. You know the way? Like, it's just, I'm like, how did, did they... It's the same. Like, I never know how some of my friends have the longest, healthiest growing hair in the world. Like, you know, mm. it's, it's just... Or eat stuff. shit and have amazing skin and figure. Yeah, like, you know, and it is that comparison thing. And I think that's like, um, I mean, you don't even have to feel like you're not built for monogamy to have that feeling. Just like you're saying, like, but even if someone... You know, you could say, oh, all my friends' relationships worked out. My different. Mine didn't. The girl over to your right who you're comparing yourself to might be like, oh, like, how come she's single and I'm not? Or like, you know what Mm. I mean? Like, it's like, how is she able to be happily single and I'm not? Or, you know, everyone, there is that kind of comparison effect. So the first piece of advice I would say to that girl is like, don't, it's, it's obviously when you're, when you feel that like the right way for you to go is against the norm it's harder to do of course like she's saying that like her natural like at least for now the natural way for her to be in a relationship is against like society's accepted norm which is monogamy right so she's saying that like what she wants is to not be monogamous and people always kind of like judge and scrutinize people who want to have like multiple partners whether that's being in like a polygamous relationship or just being eternally single define what a polygamous relationship is just for some people who may not know totally so like some people would be like we've talked about before with that about taz angels or these like instagram girls that we love but that's a good Mm -hmm. it's a good kind of relatable example to look at you know where it's basically a polygamous relationship is where there's more than two people in a relationship it can be like one guy with multiple women it can be multiple women with one guy which is less occurring because i think i think girls are just maybe more sexually fluid than a lot of dudes are who knows Mm. um or it could be society whatever um but uh yeah so a polygamous relationship is like multiple people in a relationship um an equal kind of multiple thing not it's not always like a guy will see Lindsay one night and Jenny the next night. Yeah. It can be that, but usually a polygamous relationship is like you all in one relationship. Like it's yeah. three or four people having and a relationship. And it works out however it works out. Like yeah. if you want to know more about it, Taz Angels are amazing people to follow on Instagram. They are they, open about it. Yeah, they're Mad. so open about it. It's their thing. They're all stunning. And they all have the same boyfriend. 
Yeah. And the girls change, like some will leave, some will mm-hmm. whatever. And there's loads of rumors about them. But anyway, they are for just to kind of get a yeah. view if you're interested. That's if you want like a basic kinda... example of it. I yeah. mean, also like another example would be, which I hate kind of like promoting him or whatever, but like Hugh Hefner, okay? Like he's probably the most famous polygamous dude out there when he, had, when he had like Holly and mm. all those, like, the girls at the Playboy Mansion and... I mean, there's, again, there's loads of rumours there, but it's that kind of idea where it's like one relationship, not more than two people. Unfortunately, we have to use those kind of um, examples because it's so uncommon, especially yeah. in Ireland. Well, not especially in Ireland, but in like Europe or you wouldn't hear of it. I wouldn't know anyone. Actually, no, I do. Remember I got... <laughs> okay, I do actually know one couple who attempted it. Um, it was a guy that I'd been seeing kind of... Um, a few years ago. Mm-hmm. Remember? Mm-hmm. That guy? Uh, yeah, I'm like, I know. Jenny and I are like eyeing to be doing Yeah, I'm like, like I know the dude. I know the dude. I'm like, remember? Hot. But anyway. Hot. Anyway. Um, so he went on. Like we both stayed. We got together and whatever. We just stayed as friends. And that was really great. And then he got with someone and had a kid and stuff. And then they were monogamous. I can barely say that word. word it's a hard word to say. Monogamous for years. Mm-hmm. And then they both kind of saw themselves drifting, but they didn't want to break up. So they decided to try kind of just, if it, if the opportunity presented itself, that they would see other people, but they would but still be together. But is that not more like an open relationship? Because polygamy is more like everyone's in the one relationship. Where open relationships yeah. are like, you can go off. I mean, these are all like... But it is They're that, just terms though Exactly It is terms But I think polygamy Like I know that like The polygamy scene Is a big thing Where it's like Polygamists find, Kind of maybe Think of themselves As a more Kind of Mature version Of open relationships Because an open relationship Is like As you said One person If they find The chance They can like Sleep with someone else And like You know Whatever mm. But like Polygamy is like Let's bring someone Into our relationship and we all love them. So it's harder. But, you know, I mean, what you're saying is maybe more what that girl from Tumblr is looking for. Like what your ex had. Yeah, that you could have um, a relationship with someone. And then when you're not together, whatever you do, mm. you do. Mm-hmm. Which is so... I think it's like... I mean, it's, it's a hard one because I think it's so... All relationships genuinely are just so individual and even if you think one person has this like perfect relationship there's probably loads of weird shit that they have like small little rules you know that way like there are always kind of growing rules and stuff within relationships where it's like you know some people have this thing like I know girls who are like he has to text me every fucking morning and if he doesn't text me in the morning Mm. I'm done with him or he wouldn't dare like a picture no he fucking would yeah you know, yeah, they there every are these unwritten their own rules. rules, and they're they're two different extents, you know. So like, but there are so many people who probably do have, you know. I mean, we spoke about it in the cheating episode, I think, where I was literally like, you know, if Michael went out and oh, randomly, yeah. we had a fight scored, about that. Yeah, we had a fight about it drunkenly. But I was like, <laughs> if Michael went out and like scored a girl, like I'm not saying, you know, in that episode, what I meant is like, I'm not saying that I would be like, go on, babes, do it. But if he came to me and was like, I randomly scored a girl last night, I'm sorry, and I could tell that he was being whatever about it I'd be like oh fuck's sake like I wouldn't be delighted I wouldn't be like well done you I love it you know what I mean like but like everyone has that's the thing it's like it doesn't have your relationship doesn't have to fit into anyone else's rules have you ever found say like I've said before I'm freaking single now and I always I always find say if you're kind of chatting to a guy and before you've 
maybe gone on a date or kind of solidified yourselves as like we both like each other we're kind yeah. of hooking up or whatever we are when you're kind of in that initial stage of like talking just back and forth and kind of getting to know each other and asking each other questions I find sometimes that beginning conversation is really open and honest mm. and I've had a lot of those kind of conversations where with men who like I haven't got with or whatever but we're talking about like you know stuff like that like would you ever be able to be in a relationship like yeah. where it's open or would you ever have would you cheat or would you do yeah. this and like kind of exploring those op- those options but I find a lot of the time when it kind of when you start getting together and you become kind of unit where it's mm-hmm. you two it's harder to bring it up yeah so like when like I would be totally down for an open relationship honestly I'm not really a jealous person and I think you could train your brain to just totally you know let them do whatever and not be kind of just gnawing away and yeah. like reading into it too much but how do you present the opportunity see what well, I I remember listening to a podcast about this and it was actually so interesting I think it was guys we fucked actually um which if you like our podcast you probably would like that podcast too um and in that episode in that uh, they had a they actually had a couple on who had an open relationship the two of them were in an open relationship like they were together and they were explaining the rules and it was actually really fucking interesting and they're obviously saying like obviously everyone's rules are different blah 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 but their rules were like when they got together i think one of them, I think it was the dude who had only ever been in open relationships. And the girl was like, I've only ever been in like regular monogamous relationships. Mm. And, you know, after I think it was like about a year or so, then he was kind of like, I think they broke up for a bit and they got back together. And he was just, he kind of just said to her very openly, like, to be honest, that's how I function best. Like, it's just having those options. It doesn't mean I'm going to be riding someone every goddamn night. But you know what I mean? It's like, yeah. people also get that confused. Like, if someone's in an open relationship, it doesn't mean they're riding, they're probably riding each other more than anyone else. Like, that's probably mm. the main thing. You know, that's mm-hmm. why you're with them, not single. And they had different rules. Like, and they said that the reason that theirs worked out so well was that they kind of went into it both knowing each other's status. Like, she knew that he kind of ultimately wanted something open. But they said that the most important thing for them was having about a year monogamous. Because they were like, if you don't have that first time to bond and like for you to have like just each other and actually fall in love with each other, then it's just kind of a random thing that you're probably going to fall in love with someone else. But yeah, and I do think that's the, that would be the fear for me Mm. if I was really, really into someone and especially in love with someone and we were trying an open relationship or whatever. Mm. I would just be so insecure that they would find someone else or that they would start hooking up with someone and they'd prefer her mm-hmm. or if I was in a polyamorous relationship that I would be the one left out. Yeah. That they'd like the other girl more. Totally. And that's like the normal human reaction but I think what a lot of people would say to counter argue that is that like they could do that anyway. Like just because I'm in a monogamous relationship doesn't mm. mean that Michael could not fall in love with someone else. He could just cheat on me and like have some random girl and then fall in love with her anyway. You know that yeah, way. It's yeah, like, yeah. It can always happen, but it's just like more in your face, I guess, when you're in that kind of like open relationship and you can't really say anything. Yeah, because you're like well. I, I. But then that's what the, that's what they were saying is that you actually can say things. So they had this. Um, I'll try find that episode by the way, and I'll like link it because it was actually really interesting. Mm. Um, and they had. Um, they had one instance where this guy, like they have all these rules, like they have one rule, like they live together, they had one rule where like, no matter if they hook up with someone, they always have to come home. Like they can't stay over in people's houses. So even mm-hmm. if they go out on a date with someone and ride them, they have to go back to their own gaff. 
Okay. So, but like, which I guess... But I, then other women, probably in other open relationships, would hate if the man came home well, after yeah, arriving. Well, yeah, but what I'm saying... It's all your own individual rules. Yeah, exactly. That's yeah. what I'm saying. It's like their rule was like, she just didn't want him to be randomly missing for two days. Like, loved up in someone's house, Ooh, I guess. Yeah. Which, you know, and then while well, he comes home with his tail between his legs. <laughs> you know that way. So or, mad when you they, hear about it like yeah, that. Yeah, like they had loads of these different rules and like... um one of their rules was that like if they think that there is something growing where it's actually becoming like a thing yeah like, and I, like because i think the way they had it was that they were kind of dating different people like maybe going a few dates right you know what i mean it wasn't like a like i'm going to be looking for multiple girlfriends it was more okay. just like every now and again if they saw someone they might go on a date with them but they also had to like always tell the person that they were in an open relationship and all that kind of shit you know and then but they had this one rule that like if they did think something was becoming more serious like they had to bring it up they couldn't just be like I'm going on a date with a different girl and it's the same girl and then what happened if it was becoming more serious I guess they dealt with it from there you know what I mean I, I think those kind of things like all relationships you learn as you grow like I think every yeah. relationship is kind of yeah. like that you know you and learn rules, you know like we always say like unwritten rules these rules aren't they come as you mm learn each other's reactions and what exactly. each other can deal with and how you respect each other and, and stuff like, like you that. might think that you're okay with a guy doing x y and z and then they say it to you and you're like actually no i don't like it and that's what i was trying to say to you <laughs> yeah. i think that episode where you were like i don't really mind like i could possibly think and sit here right now yeah. and be like yeah i'd be fine with it and then it would i'd be in it and i'd be like oh no yeah. i'm whoa not fine at all and i think that's what those people were saying is that because they had that time of just being together they had so much respect for each other that they knew that if the girl was like, I'm not okay with this, that then he would be like, my primary interest is her. Like, that my girlfriend is my primary interest. And if I was doing something with some girl where I was seeing her multiple times mm. and she was like, eh, I'm not really down with this. He's like, that then I would not have to, but then he's like, I would the make a decision like, kind of. That you're the priority. Like, you're a priority. You're the priority in his relationship. But then I guess it is stressful to think that one day you just... But like you were saying, it's the same with every relationship. Yeah. One day you may you not be the priority. Exactly. And you just have to, I mean, it's the same with anyone. You have to trust that they respect you enough to let you know and not fuck you over. I think I it's also the same in any relationship, whether it's open or not, is just being realistic with like, I, f- I find sometimes girls who like would be in a relationship for years and they get so comfortable and it's like, ah, oh, he'd do nothing. Ah, oh, he'd never do that. Yeah. Never trust no fucking man basically is what I'm trying to say yeah. it's like and I don't mean man I mean like people are capable of making mistakes all the time yeah. and you can trust and know someone and they can surprise you yeah. men women best friends do it your boyfriend does it so I just think in any relationship to kind of just keep your wits about you yeah. don't be like but also I think be, have, be empathetic and give people the benefit of the doubt yeah no know? I don't mean like checking his phone checking his this and fucking but even I mean like even if they do fuck up if they come to you and they're like oh like I did this and I'm so sorry like I'm not saying everyone has to forgive everyone you know like I mean you're the fucking king of your life baby girl yeah. like you're you know you're ruling your own shit but like, I mean, I've known loads of girls who, um, their fellow would do this thing and then all their friends are putting all this pressure, being like, there's no way, there's no way you can be with him after this. Do you know? Oh, I hate and that. And it's like... And you're like, but, but I still am mad about him. And we were speaking earlier, it's like, at the end of the day, you tell your grandpa as well this shit, they don't know, you never know what goes on behind closed doors. They don't know, you know the connection. And a lot of the time you go and tell your girl pals the bad stuff I don't go to Jenny and be like oh my god oh my god he's so nice and Jenny doesn't really do yeah. you know like we don't you and don't just go to your yeah, I'm you, just trying to think yeah. we have a good point about that later very on. true we'll pause that but in regards to this question yeah. 
what I would think um, with this question is we've made up relationships. We mm. weren't born to be monogamous. It actually doesn't suit us. Like yeah. we aren't like what swans are, I think. But even yeah. a fucking swan swans got divorced. Swans and lobsters. <laughs> I literally had a thing cut out. I still have it the from swan like... swan got divorced. Yeah. And it was so rare. It was in the paper. <laughs> and I had it. I, I took him to chat to Swan Court. Yeah, <laughs> He's not paying nothing. He's giving me three loaves of bread a week. <laughs> <laughs> I have a cut out. I'm going to find that and try and fucking oh, put it on. so funny. On it was intro, like, yeah, you know. obviously some swan watcher was like <laughs> washing the swans and like this swan because they like if swans are going out or whatever they like oh, yeah, are hanging with each together, other yeah. all the time sure I see them near my work they're with the babies and all, yeah, all day very, very hands on task <laughs> <laughs> and then um, yeah a swan watcher noticed that one day the swan parted she and was she like, was fucking around off. with some other fucker <laughs> like so the fucking swans can do it so like we aren't putting this like it doesn't it's a like, social can we read the end of that question yeah, again? Yeah, well, I mean, it's a social construct, right? So, like, back in the day, we had tribes, right? So everyone would raise each other's children, and there'd be, like, maybe three women, loads of men, and the women would just be having babies, raising the kids, the men would be mm. out, whatever, doing, getting the food and all. Yeah. And, you know, obviously, we're not saying that's, like, I mean, we now live in a very much more, like, progressive society, blah, yeah, blah. I like Zara. Thank you yeah, very much. Thank you very much. I'm grand how I am. But at the same time, we did invent this kind of idea of, like... And also, I remember once I had this, like, argument with Michael... Oh, that's no point going in the background of it. We were arguing about marriage. <laughs> and like, fuck. He, fuck him. Right. And he was just kind of saying like, you know, if you want to talk about like patriarchy and all that shite, literally marriage is the foundation of patriarchy because what it was, was it was basically like marrying families into own land. And it's, that's a way, you know, we invented marriage basically to own women and to own land and to grow familial wealth, wealth and stuff. Mm. Like, that's how it was. Because it's like, if you married feckin' Sean, Sean's family now own half your land. Mm. Deadly for them, you know? And it's like, now we're just thinking of it as like, marriage is a beautiful sacrament between two people. And it's, it's a, like... It's a beautiful bond. Yeah. Binding us together. So, right. But at the end of this um, question... She said, I'm not sure if I'm built like that. And I want to say to you, baby girl, no one fucking is. Everyone's faking it. No Mm. one is built like that. Believe you me, every girlfriend, every girl and guy in a relationship is fancy another randomness. They're like, especially now where hot guys and girls are thrust on our phones. Like on our... Thrusting. (laughs) But like, I mean, I mean, hot bastards and bitches are everywhere. Like we're talking Love Island. We're talking Instagram. We're talking everywhere there's hot people and it's not in our brain to be like he's not hot because i'm in a relationship you're fancying they're fucking wanting other people they're yeah. probably not even thinking about their fellow when they're riding them no they're thinking of my god but, love but island like, even if they are like they but also in like relation to that they can be thinking of their fellow when they're riding their fellow but they can also be fancying some fact i'd say it's very rare i mean i think i don't think about other people when i have sex with my boyfriend now you will <laughs> I would never be able. That's so really? weird. Okay, comment us on uh, our Instagram. We'll put up a picture. Yeah, let us know. No, My I... mind drifts. Does it? I'm bored shitless. <laughs> but I'm saying, what I'm saying is that we're not built no. that way. We're not built no. like that. Or, like, I mean, it's the same with everything in relationships. The word I love you is a fa- it's a made up word. Yeah, that it is doesn't... a big thing. Yeah. 
like being with someone until like we're together for three months then we say I love you then we do this then we do that we move in after this it's all made up yeah so don't be freaking out that you're on you're not built like this yeah. no one is and also like the thing is, is that you're saying I can't commit to a relationship the worst thing you could do right now is commit to a relationship and then just go cheating them because you know that you can't do it like be you girl like you know you don't have to don't feel the pressure that your friends are all in long term relationships that you have to be like you know you seem to be very conscious about like the fact that you can't or at least don't want to be monogamous I find the like I can get her kind of anxious like totally worry because then I want to put this to you to see if you have any insight it's like it's stressful living in a time where like I said at the start of this like men can own it men can just like you know no questions asked I'm not a relationship guy but we can hang out Mm. and that's cool it's fucking cool for a fella to be like that but if a girl was like I'm actually not a girlfriend girl I'm just kind of it's like whoa she's a fucking slut I feel like that I never got that. I mean, I'm sure those guys do feel like that, but I used to say that. I said that to Michael on our first date. I was like, I don't ever want a relationship. And he was Michael's like, open and liberal. You know that? He is. But like, I mean, I said it to loads of dudes that I was dating. I'm not saying it doesn't happen. I'm sure it does happen. Like, loads of guys are like, oh, Even okay. if it doesn't happen and she... Like, how would you change that in your mind is what I'm trying to say. Because even if the guy isn't judging her, I would probably fi- judge my... Like, I'd feel myself being weird saying that. I think for me, that. what... Like, I think like... To be honest, most lads aren't like, so you looking for a relationship, are you? I just don't feel like when you're seeing dudes, they're saying that. I've never met a dude who's been like, mm. first date, are you looking for a serious relationship? And if they are, if they do say that, you just say no. I also, and then you move on because they're not looking for the same thing as you. I also think as well, there's like, I've touched upon, there's these unwritten rules where it's like, oh, you can't do that, you can't do that. Oh my God. Like, in regards to, if you're seeing someone and there's not a label put on it, like, we're together. Mm. If, it, if you don't have that conversation where it's like, we're together, we're not seeing anyone else, we've had that conversation, now we move forward. If you haven't had that, you can do You've, what you yeah, want. Like, you're free reign. And I hate this, like, because I do respect, think that like, sometimes... You don't want to, like, fuck someone over, but, like, at the same time, like, do you? I mean, if girls, like, you can still have your own private life. Yeah. Like, if, you know, you're seeing some guy once every fucking two weeks... If something presents itself when the conversation hasn't happened, you know, I think a lot of girls would be like, oh, but poor him. Oh, no, didn't you just see him and you've seen it? It's like, they say that? Some girls would, yeah. I'm sure definitely. they would. I think what her, this girl's, like, just to, like, wrap it up on this girl's kind of, her dilemma is that she is kind of in this, I guess she's been trying to have monogamous relationships. And she keeps cheating on them. Yeah. <laughs> Which I'm like, okay, look, you're trying to figure out your own shit. We all figure out our shit probably yeah. by making mistakes, right? At least you're getting it in. Yeah, you're getting it in, you're having rights. Brilliant. Um, but the thing is, I would say to her, is that, like, don't feel like you have to make every feckin', like, fella out there to be a boyfriend. Like, they're probably, they might not be looking for it either. And, like, there are plenty of guys out there who are just looking for casual fun. Which you might be too. And then maybe one day along the road, you might find a guy who's like, I really like you, but I don't want to be monogamous. There are guys out there who don't want to have like a strictly monogamous relationship. And let me tell you, girl, you know, didn't say you were a girl, but I'm going to presume you're a girl, right? We call guys and girls girl. Yeah, anyway. but like, let, let me tell you, right? Girl. When they find you, you're like 
a fucking needle in the haystack of rarity. They will be very true for you. Very freaking like, true. And when you find that one guy who's like, to be honest, I just want to have like an open relationship, and you're like, yeah, oh same. my god, yes. He will literally. You can literally have your pick of all those fellas because there are so little Especially girls. Especially in this day and age, where like I honestly think some girls must be ball aches to go out with you. Fucking like tall picture when you. <laughs> Oh my god, no, I didn't do that. Oh, like, all that. Imagine, yeah. like, they, if they've had a girlfriend like that, where girlfriends like that for years, where it's just like, at her, at her, at her. Mm. And don't be looking at her, don't be doing that. Oh my god. If you met a girl like you who's like, yeah, I'm kind of open and I actually would be okay with you just kind of doing your own thing when we're not together. Yeah. You, hello, sweet. And then you're in this kind of an like, then you're in this amazing yeah. relationship that could actually transcend yeah. past because like non-monogamy like as I was saying with those, that couple I was talking about earlier non-monogamy doesn't mean you don't respect each other to be honest it probably means you kind of have a higher not higher level of respect but a more open you're respect obvi- you're kind of more like conscious of them the whole time because mm. you're kind of like oh I've got a girlfriend like I have to make sure she's comfortable blah blah you know there is that thing there's no way you could do monogamy I mean well I'm sure there's ways but like I wouldn't do polyamorous or whatever you want to call it open relationship unless there was a huge amount of respect for each other and that's why if you look at any kind of like documentary anything about polygamy they always say that they always are like we have in like they're the most open people with each other they're so because you have to be right and for me that's like the basis of love it's just like this really huge respect for Mm. each other like that's what everything that's what everything else can jump off. It's yeah. not about just fancying them or having loads in common. It's about having this ground, like, you know, of actual trust yeah. and respect for each other. Totally. And then that's how probably they can do it. Yeah. So, girl, yeah. look, live your life. Who knows? I don't know what age you are or whatever, but, like, you sound like you're, you know, young enough, as in you're not, like, 58, you know? <laughs> <laughs> you sound mature as well. Yeah, you sound really mature. You sound very self-aware. Mm. Trust your gut. Trust your gut with yourself. And just keep doing what you do and don't feel pressure from your friends because they're in relationships. Like, they're probably fucking jealous of you, to be honest. Yeah, that's... <laughs> and even if they're not, you don't want their life. I mean, yeah. well, no, sometimes it can look nice, you know, but it like... It can, every now and again, but like, deep down, I think she knows she doesn't want their life. Yeah, So even though it can look cosy sometimes. Yeah, like, she, I'm in that boat right now, baby She's girl. tried it and it's not working for her. Yeah, us. like, all my friends are in relationships that have worked and I'm in the one that hasn't fucking worked and it's, you know you feel messy and a bit like Mm. not as together as your friends who are in relationships but like at the end of the day I'd still choose my life to be honest I'm you're happy where where you are and like everyone's paths are their individual paths (laughs) so guys go and get a drink or whatever you do during the break put a fucking face mask on get your skin good girl yes true light a candle we're gonna be coming back and talking to you about the best TV show that's ever fucking existed I wonder what it is who knows we already said it I know I'm just joking it is unreal and you know even if you haven't watched the show I think this episode will get you inspired to watch it because we're not just talking about scene by scene we're talking about how it just how a show shaped us yes and, and like how relatable it is and how a show like literally helped us it was like the freaking single gals and Guide. a relationship bible yes no other way to put it yes. it was like it didn't not touch anything it, all, so, all this, we've been talking about this so much get out you all have laptops or phones watch it fucking online <laughs> get home get wet cause it's she talk to you in a minute hey mister I know you freaking deep with your big you want to kick up with the big black sister, sexy ass figure. You get the picture, dark skin.
I tried. It didn't work. Your face with Ben's on it. Do it. It's like... <laughs> like a Snapchat filter. Literally, it was <laughs> like the Snapchat filter, like the little angel. He was like the cherub. It was, yeah. Was it so hot? It was really fucking hot. Oh, my God. He was like stunning. Whoop, 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 That noise is so mad. It's so fun to do, though. Try okay, it. Okay, guys. Try it. So, Sex in the City... It's a TV show. <laughs> okay, guys, we ha- we need to do this podcast. Yeah, we need to. Well, that's a good one to start off with. This podcast mm-hmm. originally mm-hmm. was going to be a Sex <gasps> and the City podcast. Jenny and I wanted to do a podcast. It was Jenny's idea. Yeah. her dad bought the mic. Do you add? And it was baby. before he even bought the mic. Yeah, I, I was like, you were talking about it because I was getting really into podcasts, and I was kind of like, me and Lindsay could do this. Like, I just remember I was because you were already doing your Snapchat, and you were like doing these kind of talks and stuff. And, and I and we were yeah. having, you know, we've we've talked about why we did the podcast before that we were having these conversations, and but part of the thing was that. Sex in the City was something that in our friendship kind of like grounded us and like just really made us bond. Because as we said, it's in our first episode and it's probably in fucking seven. Every episode. Probably every, every, every episode that when you have a shared obsession with your best friend. We were just talking about it there when like say if you randomly follow this Instagram and you're following her mad life and you're just like, ooh, and then you can see, oh my friend liked the picture she follows her and then you're like bah! yeah and you're talking about oh my god did you see this again did you see the tag yeah. picture oh, it's like, it's like shared delicious obsession that you can just splurge and indulge in together because yeah. it's like it's stunning yeah it's, it's stunning when it happens yeah, and fabulous so that happened Lindsay and I if you haven't heard go back and listen to our first episode anyway but probably shy yeah <laughs> we were just talking we about were it lit. oh my god like, how do you do a podcast okay press record that's shy on <laughs> yeah. most people here are probably like they're still <laughs> doing that <laughs> still saying. yeah we are bitch and you're still listening motherfucker so I'm turning off now <laughs> unsubscribed um haven't listened to them since they talked about their friendship <laughs> you're Daddy so fucking follows us. What something that side drag, something that I found gas the other day was that someone left us a review on iTunes. No. Like a bad no, one. Yeah, yeah. And they were like, absolute shite or something. And they were like, it's purely anecdotal. And I was like, it's an anecdotal podcast. <laughs> you, like, like, and I tweeted and I thought I was gas. I was like, calling, trying to insult us by calling my podcast anecdotal is like calling Trump the president and trying to get him insulted. The whole point of the fucking podcast is it's, it's anecdotal. It's stories. It's just... Yeah, but people in Zan. They and we dumb. have learned that and they think they're clever but guess what you're fucking dumb as shit anyway <laughs> so mean whatever keep describing but um, oh I actually have a quote and I can't get it good. it was something yet. like I'm not mean I'm not a bitch I'm a really good person but if I'm a bitch then you're the reason <laughs> That, I saw that, and I related to okay it a, judge me it was a great freestyle I loved it I'm a fucking meme bit. okay anyway I need to stop doing that so Sex and the City was something that Lindsay and I freaking solidified our friendship yeah we're talking the glue like when we oh we'll get into it. so Lindsay how did okay, okay you, yeah. you, this you is talk, how we're gonna stop how, how did you get into Sex and the City as I have spoken about many times I came from a really really strict religious evangelical Christian home so my mom monitored what we watched mm-hmm. when we were growing up I remember in primary school 
about kind of fifth class everyone was watching Friends and I wasn't allowed I was the same and I wasn't even from religion my family were kind of not strict but like I wasn't allowed to watch loads of shit that, like I mean Sex and the City being one of them that was really yeah. big when I was kind of like 10 and well 10 you don't want your kid watching Sex and the City friends fucking randomly were well I'm talking about like when I was in fifth class yeah. and people were watching Friends and I wasn't allowed to watch yeah. Friends yeah and everyone in class would be talking about it and then there was another amazing show when I kind of got a bit older Sugar Rush it was on E4 oh, that was Do you so remember? good oh was my like god lesbians oh it was, it was brilliant unreal and in Brighton and she was gorgeous yes. and it was just so cool Very young lesbians yeah stunning. just being lesbians Channel together 4, remember it. and she was I was almost lesbian she after was watching stunning, it yeah. I was like that's probably why my mum didn't know me <laughs> anyway so then I remember I went on a kind of family my family and another family that we were friends with we went on some kind of like little trip to Galway or wherever in mm-hmm. the country and they went out I was old enough to be left alone in the little place we were staying, the little 17. apartment thing. Yeah. <laughs> Just gone eighteen. But um whatever age I was, I think I was about sixteen and um my mum and dad and the other mum and dad left and we were let loose in the home and Sex in the City was on, so oh that's my what God. I was like, I can fucking watch this. So I found and it was a tiny you had heard TV. about it before, had you? I think a little I remember there were billboards. I actually Me really too. fucking remember the billboards. When, like, just at the first series was ever coming out, there were billboards all around Dublin, and it was like, yeah. and I remember thinking, oh my god, what the hell is that? And I like, my mum and dad were like, that is disgusting. I remember the first time I had heard about Sex and City, and I just couldn't, and it's probably also being a kid, I couldn't get over that the word sex Same. was literally, and this is like, you know, from someone who wasn't raised super religiously, I couldn't get over it. The word sex, S E X. I, because I used to. In have, the city, and it was. Yeah. On billboards in Dublin City. Yeah. I it felt like we were all meant to be shagging around Dublin. It was like, sex in the city. Are you having sex in your city right now? sex. I was fucking 12. I was I like, know, no, not yet, but I'll try. The billboards really stuck out to me because I remember like, they were in swords. Oh. They were billboards. one in Donamead and I loved it. <laughs> I loved it. I could not take my eyes off it because I was a kid and I was just like, sex, sex, that's that word. I know it's bad. I don't even know what it is. I used to like blush. Oh, I know, I mean, my, and my mum and dad were like, yeah, and we that. went past it. And I'd be it. like, it's me too, And I'm like, yeah. it's sick. What channel is that? <laughs> but, um, so I watched it then, and me and my brother and, like, the other family's kids watched it. And I was just like, I love it. I love the way they spoke. I love the fashion. I love yeah. the just glamour-ness-ness of it. Did they like it? Um... Yeah, I think so. We were all kind of loving it. Because yeah. it was really, it was like, you know when you're in sixth class and you get that book... You know, puberty. Facts of life. Yeah, it was like that, but actually fucking cool. Yeah. And I was learning so much, so I was like, whoa, loving it. And then, just I think, I didn't like instantly get obsessed, but over the years, I was kind of like, this is an amazing show. And I remember once I was in my aunt's house, and we were kind of having like a conversation or whatever, and it was kind of, you know, just a bit racy. We were like, oh my God. (laughs) And I was like, guys, do you, have you ever seen Sex and City? And they were like, oh God, I watched an episode and the whole episode was about a fart. I thought it was absolutely ridiculous. And I was like, oh, they don't get it. They don't get it. And then obviously we met and I don't even know how 
we cottoned on that we were both mutually absolutely obsessed with the show yeah. but when we find out well I can remember so I can't really remember how I got into it but all I know I think I kind of casually watched it because it was on Comedy Central or mm, Com- it was on that low yeah it was always on it and like I remember like my brother would kill me but my brother got really into it my brother loved it but it's very like men should watch that show it is we always said oh, that yeah I mean we like we were <laughs> Rilo basically watched it when he was three like, he loved he loved it he was <laughs> like caddy caddy he fast for the sex part but he absolutely loved Carrie. Yeah, I mean, he'd only watch the start of it. He wouldn't even understand. But he just always went, "Can I watch Carrie?" Yeah, he loved her. He loved seeing her splash in the water. Yeah, he was remember like, ah, the bus? Ah, yeah. every time. And then he'd toddle off and play. Yeah, but so I remember I kind of watched it, and then my boyfriend one year, and you were the same. My boyfriend bought me yeah the box set because it was I think it was the year that the movie came out. They brought out this box set, and it was in a shoe box. Uh, yeah, it was stunning. It was gorgeous stunning and also back then box sets were huge because they like you like would buy euros. they were so expensive and my boyfriend got me this for Christmas and I was like <gasps> and then I think I watched all of them properly because there's yeah. loads that I hadn't seen because I, back then you couldn't watch stuff online you couldn't you know you couldn't and, no. I, and I didn't have a laptop and you couldn't you also couldn't really watch them because they were on TV you weren't really watching them like in the order they it were was spent, sporadic. it was kind of yeah. like you just kind of took what happened yeah like you just kind then of, we had the episode in our hands and I remember being so confused I was like now she's with Aiden now she's with B-. I just didn't know yeah. what was going <laughs> yeah. on so then I got the box set blah met Lindsay and I it was that whole thing that we were talking about earlier with the whole Instagram gal Lindsay was kind of I think one of us was like do you ever uh do you ever watch Sex in the City <laughs> and like it was like and then Lindsay and I somehow were like let's watch every single episode chronologically yes through and through and it solidified our friendship yeah we were in that was when I was in Malahide we yeah. were and we had a shite laptop I had a shite laptop it was in Marino as well yeah I, I think because then yeah we started in Malahide then we had to continue yeah and and then we even after watching every single episode we chronologically, like, we'd be like, I'm really in the mood for when she fights with Aiden that time. <laughs> yeah, we'd be like, was, what are you in the mood for? It's like mm. kind of in the mood for when she's cheating on Aiden. Yeah, because the thing about the show is that it actually touches upon everything. Yeah, dating wise and yeah. relationship wise. So if you're going through something in your relationship, if you're like single and you're feeling all weird. Just watch an episode and I'd honestly feel better. Seriously, because Lindsay and I have had so many um, instances in our friendship. Where I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM 
for a four-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com. Code program. Like, like say, Lindsay, you'll be like, oh my God, this is happening to me. I can't, I don't know what to do. What, what, do you have any advice? My Lindsay no. will be like, <laughs> and we, Lindsay and I, we this, always say this. This is why one of the th- reasons that we were going to have this podcast be about Sex and City, because we always said, it's like that episode yeah. in the city where I, it would be like where Miranda says to Carrie or Carrie says to Charlotte <laughs> and it was like I wouldn't even be giving Lindsay advice or Lindsay would be giving me advice from just, her yeah relaying advice that's written <laughs> in a TV show but it fucking works it works so well and I actually would love to know how often we do that because we're so used to I doing it nine now. times out of like ten we, yeah literally literally like there I was like we did it in the ramen bar yeah. earlier I was like blah 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 and she was like it's literally just like that time Miranda <laughs> got up and she blah 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 yeah and it's like oh, and you're so like true. You're, it's so you're I feel so, better now because I, someone else lived it yeah. even though it's it is just and it's written by a gay guy and yeah well the book is written by it's based in a book so if anyone hasn't watched it it's about four women in New York City in like their 30s and they start off being 30 they're notoriously single and notoriously it's kind of just like their adventures of trying they all kind of long I think most of them anyway long to kind of well they feel the pressure of like we were speaking about that question they feel yeah. the pressure of being in a relationship getting married having yeah. kids living with and a they, guy they all have their own kind of individual I and mean, it's not be, happening for them to be honest the funniest thing about it is that like these women probably would not be friends in real life no, they're totally different. They're so Four different, extremely like, different yeah. characters. But that's the best thing about it is that it's, it's very diverse in their personality. Because you're right? going to connect to one. Yeah, least, like their personality is probably going to connect to one, and everyone's like a little bit of this, a little bit of that, and you know. So it's all about their kind of like it's literally it's it's six seasons long, two movies, all about these women living their lives. And to be honest, the best thing about it is that that I loved. Before we kind of get into like, we're going to talk about some standout scenes in a minute of like things that just like. Are kind spoke of, to us spoke to us and that even if you haven't seen them we can talk about on their topics yeah but one thing that I loved about Sex and the City is as we were saying earlier on okay this is like it's like sex on the city sex in the city yeah carry on a billboard the show isn't about sex the show is about friendship it's very true and that they did they did, they marketed that really well that like mm. people are like say, oh my god it's about sex there is obviously sex in the show but a lot of sex yeah it's not as crazy as the sex on TV now oh my god <laughs> it's more like it's actually about the four. Game of Thrones isn't like sex sex um, on the throne yeah. having sex on the sex throne sex games on the throne <laughs> sex games but like <laughs> karma sutra on a, on a throne yeah. but like it's it, it you know they call it sex in the city and it was like really it is a very sexual show and which is amazing because it was one of the first shows that put like female sexuality like, oh yeah on tv and to be honest like i think now we live in really conservative times other than like reality tv you don't have shows being made like this so anymore. true like, reality tv that's why i'm obsessed with reality yeah, tv where they're open the and only crazy. interesting one all the tv now is just like fuck boring as fuck yeah. but this show was like it's actually about friendship and it's all about these women maneuvering their own personal lives around their friendships and yeah. how they deal with it with each other it's yeah. amazing so, and how like because amazingly like each like the four women all have obviously their own relationships and breakdowns mm-hmm. and getting with this person whatever is going on in their own personal lives but the the steadiness yeah the solidifying thing of the show is their friendship yeah. and the four of them that together never changes. it never changes so yeah That's it's amazing. amazing because it does really kind of it taught me to like 
totally focus on your friendships because yeah. they can be the thing that's there forever. Like I'm, I was just about to say, I remember that episode. But in that episode when um, Miranda and when they're going to Vegas, I think, and it's Carrie and Miranda on the bus, and she's like, "You're going to Atlantic City," and it's all women. Yeah, it's all like because apparently women outlive men. Yeah, and she's like. You gotta stick with your girls because we're gonna be here longer. <laughs> your fucking husband's gonna fucking it's clock it, babes. Focus on your relationships. So speaking your gal on, relationships. Speaking on scenes that you love, what would be one of your like not even just like a scene, but like a standout moment for Sex in the City for you? Yeah, yeah, we're gonna talk about kind of how this relationship embedded lessons and just kind of like mm-hmm. whatever however you would describe that embedded like a kind of way of being honestly totally via this show and um, one so jenny and i have been speaking about all our favorite scenes so we whittled it down because we could honestly talk for 10 years straight and we'd be going back and forth and, and you'd be forth. like uh, mind boggled so one scene that i absolutely just i adore um, just for the kind of funniness of it and kind of it's kind of like seeing women from an outside point of view mm-hmm. so the four of them they're always dining in the show they're always like in a very, a short a very cocktails like, yeah it's kind of like a repeated scene is always them like live like the kind of structure of the show is like them all having their individual things and then they all go for brunch the next day Very true, and discuss yeah. it all. It's kind mm-hmm. of like, that's a kind of structure. So this is kind of like... They have their having, cafe they're having or their brunch. bar. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. So the four of them are there. Carrie has had... Carrie's the main um character and Carrie's job, if you don't know, if you don't watch it, she is a sex con- she columnist. She writes the column called So we sex are basically... Our podcast is flying basically. Our columnist, I am her. We're like her... her, her uh, calling was called Sex in the City yeah so and it's in a paper on. so she kind of discusses relationships and sex so she's kind of narrating every episode and uh, so she as the main character has had a breakdown of a big relationship where she was mad about the guy broke up with him re- like she was so depressed and then she started dating this other guy and she's kind of getting out there again and she's at this party on a double date with another one of the friends and the friend has this boyfriend and they're clearly just in this double date i mean it's not very dublin but in new york obviously they date kind of loosely mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. more so than here and um the, one of the dudes is kind of like touching his balls or whatever then it shifts to them having their brunch and they're talking they're talking about like carrie's old boyfriend and they're just discussing about boys 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 and uh, but i think one part of that scene that's so important is mm-hmm. when uh, they whip out and it's, I just think it's very relatable to oh, people yeah, now yeah, yeah. So, so, yeah. Char- so it flashes them having brunch and Charlotte who, the girl who she was on the double date with whips out a newspaper and the gir- the guy that Carrie was on a date with is kind of famous and they were like oh my god look look it says you and him together and it's their picture in the newspaper and mm. Samantha another one of the characters she literally says which is brilliant she's like this is brilliant <laughs> the next time like the next time your ex-boyfriend sees you you look like this and you're with him and they're like and he's gonna die yeah and he's gonna die <laughs> and Lin- Lindsay and I watched it before uh, today and we were just like it's so funny because it's like when you have that first Instagram that picture bomb of, selfie and your friends are like he's literally going to call you tomorrow begging for you back <laughs> <laughs> and even if 
he doesn't do it, you feel better. You're like, he is. You're like, oh no, he wanted to, but I looked too hot, so he actually couldn't. Yeah, he, like, I oh, blocked him. I blo- I've blocked him everywhere. So. He's like, when he sees that, he's gonna regret dumping <laughs> you. He's gonna dump his new girlfriend, and he's yeah, gonna be and bad, bad, back for you. So yeah, so she presents this thing, and it was like, ah, he's gonna be so mad, like you're out, and you're freaking. It's kind of like that whole thing after you break up with someone, who's winning, who's getting the selfie up first, who's you know, who's fucking winning. Which is also, I'm sorry, it's a Sex in the City quote where Samantha says, she goes, oh, please, every breakup is a competition of who's doing the breakup better. Yeah. That's what it is. It's like, who won? You're winning. I'm winning. Sorry. I know. So that's a amazing show. Oh, my God. Anyway, so they're at brunch and then they're talking about that. And then Miranda, who is another friend, and she's the kind of cynical one. Yeah, very Um, cynical. Yeah, she's not like, yeah, that's her character. So she will always kind of cut through the crap and be like, guys. So she was like, why are we still talking about him? He's bad for her. Can we just like, not talk he about hurt it? hurt her. Let's yeah. move on. Like, because, stop bringing it back to this dude every because, time. Because, like, we do that. I think girls do that a lot. You know, they they'll... Put, we, put a, we tend to put a lot of our worth in our ex-relationships. Where we're like, you look unreal and now he's gonna die. And so yeah. it's just being like... You, you look, look unreal. unreal. Stop. <laughs> yeah. And it's, yeah. And it's also like, you can totally nitpick... After breaking up with someone like, did you see? Did you see? Yeah. Did you see? Yeah. <laughs> and you can go on for months and years. You oh, can still be talking about, did you see? So, so yeah. So then Miranda cuts through. She was like, can we not talk about that? End it. And they were like, okay. And Miranda goes to the bathroom. And then while she's going to the bathroom, Charlotte, who she was on the double date with, she's like, so my boyfriend touches his balls a lot. And the, they're, the three of them who are left are discussing that and they're chatting yeah. away chatting away and then Miranda comes back she's like what are we talking about and they're like mm. oh no actually yeah she's like she gets out her phone this is how Y2K this shit is so she's cute. like girls can we talk about my new Palm Pilot <laughs> so I can put in all my errands and my calendar and my diary and they're I, like yeah 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 yeah." anyway so go on they literally cut across and Charlotte's like I don't understand why are his balls so long and she yeah. literally is getting in red. and they're like well, she's like what are you talking about and they're like we're talking about Charlotte's boyfriend's balls and then Sonny goes and they're she, too long yeah and then Miranda fucking stands up and is like are you serious we're four intelligent women like we're not in the seventh grade can we talk about anything yeah or she goes she she, she, what says, you? she says like um she's like do four intelligent women in new york city not have anything else to talk about but men it's like being in the seventh grade with bank accounts <laughs> <laughs> but it's so true it's like and she storms out and they're like anyway go on yeah they're balls. like they literally look and they're like so how are you going to fix the ball problem? <laughs> <laughs> and then the flip around of the episode. Which, which is one thing that I love that Sex and City do because they don't let people off all the time. They do show the other side. Yeah, because so like... She storms out in rage. Yeah, fuming. And then, so she also was looking a bit random that day. Miranda is probably... The least glam. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, she's kind of random looking. And, uh, <laughs> but like, I mean, all the others, it's like a really high fashion show as they're well. Like, they're obsessed with designer. Yeah. And they, fuck, like, even if you don't like the content, watch it for the fashion alone. Oh, oh. But so she scoots out and she's enraged and she's walking down New York and she sees her ex with another yeah. woman. And it's the ex for her. It's yeah. Like, so this her is kind of heartache. What, this ex. Is, yeah. So this is kind of like the way they do it is like they mirror because. Carrie, the guy that she's talking about, was like the ex for her. 
And then she's like, why the fuck are they talking about them? You know, you can hear her inner monologue kind of being like, they're fucking talking about this guy. And like, he was bad for Carrie and he was mm. this and that. And then she has that moment where she looks across the road and she sees like the heartbreak of her life with the girl that he left her for. And they're pretty dancing sure. down the road. Like they're like. <laughs> and she is wearing. And she looks like she's wearing dungarees. I'm pretty sure <laughs> a random, random hat. Thing. And then, then Carrie and Miranda in the kind of end of the episode bond over. Like Carrie's like, I'm sorry. I know I'm kind of freaking over talking about my yeah. ex. And she's like, No, I, I get it. it. I freaking forgot that pain so it's just kind of it's just amazing it's so good. so i adore that scene so what about you girl what's your scene so one that i love so this guy uh in this scene that carrie is trying to get over is big and he is like the main love of her life everything else i won't bore you with all the details he's hot i'm sure well. most he, hot, do you know what he is chris Knopf. he's Ooh. a zaddy he is, he is a no, fucking is the zaddy <laughs> Number one zaddy that has ever existed. Yeah, we're talking Z A If you've ever even watched uh, The Good Wife, he's in that too, and he oh, is yeah. zaddy as fuck in he's that such show. A he's actually, and he's just big in that show. He's the exact same. Uh, it's one character. I remember Michael was always like, "We should watch this show," and I was like, "No, it was shite." And then he turned on, and I just saw Chris Noth. I was like, "I love this show." Shut up, we're not talking to like, And every time he came on, I was like, "Oh my god, oh my god, oh my god, why isn't she getting with him? He's unreal." He was like. Anyway. anyway I digress I digress but so Chris Noth she had this big relationship and like I guess it kind of lends itself to this episode that this work opportunity came up for him where he had to move to Paris and they had this big fucking fallout over it and she was like I'll move to Paris for you and he was like I don't want you to move from me very good actually <laughs> he was like Carrie I don't want you to move for me I want you to move for you and she was like fuck you like clearly I'm grand in New York. Okay, I, I can do the Carrie accent. You do the big. Okay, he's like, okay. Carrie, <laughs> you're actually really good at it and I think I'm good at the Carrie one. He's like, if you move to Paris, I want you to be moving for you, right? Why would I move to Paris? Not for you. <laughs> She's so expressive. She's insanely expressive. So they break up anyway. He has kind of made it out her, their whole relationship that he is, he's been married before. He never wants to get married again. He's like bachelor. He's the... Like when we talked about it in our last episode or a few episodes ago, oh, the exquisite pain of wanting someone so unattainable is about big, right? So he's yeah. the most unattainable dude ever, but she's addicted to the kind she of she just adores him and he'll kind of be thrown her. Remember, we spoke the about breadcrumbing. the breadcrumbs, he's throwing he's... her scraps, like, and she's <laughs> yeah, he's like the number one breadcrumber ever. Yeah. And all this kind of happens, and then fast forward a couple episodes, he's he comes back from uh, Paris and he's engaged to a 26 year old model like it's like the worst girl that he could have just enraged and she's absolutely perfect she's perfect she's stunning she's like 6 foot 1 like thin natural br- beauty brunette stunning just unreal and she fa- Carrie finds out that he is now engaged to this girl which is like you know it's like that everyone's had that guy he's like I will literally never have a girlfriend and then, you're, and then you're the last girl he gets with, and then he's in a relationship for seven and a half years, baby. And hashtag and love my love my life. Literally, love. I cannot believe I ever met this girl. Yeah. And you're like, mm-hmm. when you find the one, and you're like, we dated for fucking two years. You absolute yeah. wang thing. Literally. So, she. The scene that I love is when that they're they're in a cocktail bar, 
And they're all kind of like, I mean, they always kind of indulge Carrie. She's that kind of friend that like they have to fucking. Me, 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 me. She's, I feel like I'm with that. We're both a little bit Carrie. You are quite Carrie. I'm very Carrie. I'm very I don't think you're Carrie. You're Miranda. You are so Miranda. I think you're Miranda. Just full on Miranda. Kind of. I think I'm Carrie. Really? Yeah. But so they're in this cocktail bar and they're all kind of having drinks and like cheersing and they're all kind of reminiscing. And then Carrie is like, today is their, it's like their engagement party. Their engagement party. That's it. And they have this. They have this moment where Carrie's like talking about this movie. It's called, uh, it's with Barbara Streisand. What's it called? The it's Way We Were? The Way We Were. That's it. Okay. And she's like, oh my God, I love that movie. And they're all singing the song. Does Samantha like, bring it up? Yeah, I can't. Which is very random because she's not really Yeah, she's like, The Way We Were. <laughs> and they're like, they're ta- that whole movie is about this girl who like loves this guy. He dumps the girl for this other girl who's perfect. And... So they're talking me this anyway, but this the scene. The scene, the scene, the scene. The scene is when she leaves cocktails and she's has clearly planned the cocktails to be very close. <laughs> Absolute right opposite the engagement party, okay? Very kind. And she walked out in this fucking Christian Dior dress, which is incredible. Yeah, we're gonna and, put it up on our Instagram. Because yeah, it's the most iconic. It goes pocket. And she walks out and she sees big. And like looking unreal, like wet skin. <laughs> you know the way she was dewy, like, dewy, yeah. like chest. Like. Yeah, and uh, <laughs> tousled hair. And Natasha, the new bitch, is in the limousine looking out, <laughs> and she walks up to Big and she's like, "Hey," and he's like, "Why didn't you come to the engagement party?" <laughs> and, and then she looks at him, and then she quotes the movie they were talking about earlier. She grabs his hand, tussles his hair a little tussles bit, tussles his hair, and he he looks in her eyes. And she goes, your girl is lovely, Hubble. <laughs> and he looks at her and he goes, I don't get it. And she looks back at him and says, and you never did. <laughs> it's so good. And then it's she so good. turns away and struts down Fifth Avenue. And she has a little bag. And then the, her whole point about this movie is that this is a line that's said in that, that the girl says to Hubble, who's the guy that she loves, and she says, like, the, your new girlfriend's lovely, as in I love her. And he's like, what? And, like, it's, it's this whole point of her saying, like, I approve. But when she says it to Big, she's like, your girl is lovely, Hubble. And she's just had this moment with her girlfriends where they bonded over this movie yes, that they all and knew. And they're singing the song. And they're singing the song, they're loving it. And she says, like, she makes this pop culture reference that's so carry. Yeah. And he's like, I don't get it. And then she just realizes and you never did. You never got me. Yeah. Like you never you and this never is what, like, did. And he's now with this really plain Jane, basic rich girl. Still, I mean, like she's great. And she's yeah. mad with her wild hair. The kitty girl, the kitty girl. Yeah. No, she had she's curly like, hair. Katie. Barbara Streisand plays Katie in the movie and she's like kind of a carry she's this like mm. wild crazy care she's like messy have you watched that movie it's unreal I've never way. watched it this weekend we have to watch it next weekend because it's unreal she like has this mad apartment she has these long acrylic red nails oh, like, she's stunning stun. like I mean Barbara Streisand love adore her. her and she's literally like this kind of like New York girl and then with the guy that she falls in love with is like this he's like in the navy and he's real like straight kind of like mm, mm, mm. normal lad really laddish and like but that scene is just but that it just teaches you but so what much. did she say at the end of the scene may I interject honey like, I'm a wife. so she like so he gets back in the kind of limo and he's like goodbye Karen and she's like <laughs> my 
and then she turns, she flips her big curl. Slow motion. Is yeah, it's slow motion, and then her voiceover. And randomly, there's this horse and carriage on the road, yeah. and the horse is like, <laughs> <laughs> which is also gas because like she kind of looks really horsey. She, it was like, <laughs> and it was a big kind of thing back then. People would be like, everyone was Sarah like, Jessica Parker looks like a horse. Stacy. So it was like, <laughs> and then the voiceover is kind of like, you know, like, don't find someone. Like, she find she, someone just as wild to run but with. But doesn't she say, some horses aren't meant to, to be tamed. <laughs> but if you do find someone, make sure you find someone just as yeah. wild to and run she's with. she's like, you hold on to them so close. No, so. but she was kind of saying, like, don't, like, he obviously is just a basic bastard and wanted a basic girlfriend. Yeah. And she's like, no, I'm wild. I'm not going to dampen my sparkle to mm-hmm. go out with this guy that I'm obsessed Straighten with. Straighten your crowns, girls. Yeah, your crowns, <laughs> But it is, it is true. It's like, and you see so many girls doing that where like, you know, we've all had that gal pal who's going out with someone that you're like, he is so boring. Yeah. And they're gassed. They're like, you see them like funny, funny outgoing and they bring their fella. Or on, even And they become like, really quiet. Or even stuff like, you know, a girl can be a mad bitch and then get with a lad who doesn't actually like that she's mad. You know the yeah, guy yeah. that wants her to just be like, oh no, I don't like girls who fucking post uh, bikini selfies online and she stops. Yeah. Or I don't like girls who do this and you know that kind of thing yeah. so she'll just stop doing things that she enjoyed before before exactly. they fucking do it so it's like find the guy who's wild but running like, with that you was wild thing. Bitch. it's like you know be the Katie yeah. be the bitch who's like doing her own shit and like you know you'll find a dude who likes that shit but totally. don't, don't feel like you have to like mold yourself and if you're molding yourself into someone's life to be their ideal girlfriend then you're not being yourself and they don't fancy you they fancy a fake projection and it's stressful it. and it's also like you're just you're ruining your own fucking existence because you're not just being yeah, who you are what's the fucking point what are you gaining out of this by just extracting massive parts of your personality to fit Declan yeah to be with Declan well, I don't like when you're very loud and drunk so I prefer I don't like if you don't drink yeah. <laughs> I like those opaque tights 50 there and air <laughs> the, no, the thermal ones I like knit tights. They were in. They were in. I had them. Anyway, sorry guys. Okay, so, so that one episode, yeah. fucking so, other scene. We have two each. Yeah. What's um, your next one, Bay? My next one, girl, is um. So what the writers of Sex and City did for the first two seasons, she was fucking with Big, the guy we were just talking mm-hmm. about, the daddy, and they had this really relationship, like really just kind of relationship where he was kind of always discarding her and not mm-hmm. really giving her much attention or whatever and she was just desperate for him and then they broke up and the writers and producers of the show brought in this guy Aiden who was this like country man who was like a carpenter he made yeah. furniture and he was really homely he was basically like the per- like he was so easy because Big always had this thing where it was like will we won't we will we won't we but Aiden was like no I, I want to be in a relationship and with I you. adore you and, and I want to live with you and I want to help you out and I accept you as you are you can go out with your pals I'm going to eat KFC chicken like he was just kind of like so they brought in this really nice guy to kind of explore her being in a relationship that yeah. was healthy yeah and um, then na, 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 
big comes back on the scene mm. after so him and Natasha the girl that he was just at the engagement party they fucking split and he starts hitting up Carrie again no they hadn't split yet he was oh yeah married. they were about to split they were like having troubles in the marriage barely well he <laughs> that's how him he said it at the furniture show that they were having troubles that's true anyway so they were having troubles or whatever and then he starts I mean sliding into her DMs again like hey yeah, hey. Or like Obviously, like it wasn't DMs, but yeah, now that's what it is. But Sliding like, sliding into her AOL, yeah, into her emails. And um, so, what the producers decided to do for the show was to kind of get the public to despise Carrie for a bit because they were like testing the public, was yeah. which was interesting, yeah, because. It was like Carrie was perfect and they were like, but no one's perfect. We can't have a show. I love that they, yeah. that the writers did that, that they yeah, kind of too. wanted to test your loyalty to yeah. your character or whatever. So they had this huge big affair with Aiden and, or with Big. She went back with Big and they had this like secret she affair. Still, she was still with Aiden. And she was shagging Aiden and shagging, Aiden and shagging and them all. Big was married and... Yeah, and, and it all blew up. Watched the show stunning. What, like we That's spoke my favourite season. That's my favourite season. It's just... So full of mm. drama and amazing stuff. So anyway, so fast forward a few seasons where she kind of is starting, the whole affair has blown up in her face and it's just gone awful and her and Big aren't talking. And then she decides that Big she likes... breaks up with Natasha. Well, I'm saying that we're not talking about... I'm sorry, sorry, sorry. we're eyeing over here. We're eyeing, eye talking. I um, <laughs> Yeah, so they... So yeah, so the whole big affair blows up and then a few seasons later she decides actually she, it was Aiden, the good guy, who she liked and she wants to kind of get back with him. She felt like, oh, did I let a really fucking good guy go? And so they work it out, they start hooking up and going out again and then he's kind of like being a bit cooler than he was when they were first together because he was all in the first round. He was like, you are my, you know, he was such a good boyfriend. And then the second time around after the whole cheating thing, he was a bit like... He had his guard up. Yeah, he did. He was like kind of not as available for her mm. and stuff. And she was then, the, it had flipped because she really wanted him then and she wanted him as he was. Mm-hmm. And so he's kind of being cool and he's kind of like, oh, I'm going out with the guys. And then she kind of... Pops up at the bar where he's supposed to be at and there's no guys and he's just talking to the bartender and it's a hilarious scene and she's like, what are you doing? <laughs> anyway, so she's she's basically shady AF. She's thinking that he's kind of cheating on her then. And she, yeah. I think she's just paranoid because of what she did. And actually, in reality, I she do... She kind of expected him to fall back into the exact same way that it was. But I do think in relationships where I've heard... Well, if I've ever had a friend who's cheated on their boyfriend and they work it out after talking about it, I find cheat people who've cheated are hyper paranoid about yeah. their partner cheating. Yeah. So I think it was kind of like that. The like she back. was, yeah, I think they're just like viewing their partner in what they've done. Yeah. So she was just like, oh shit, he's going to cheat me, he's yeah. going to cheat me. And then anyway, they had a big argument and he comes by and she's all like, she basically made a show of herself she said these lines because he was kind of flirting with the bartender and she was like you're flirting with her and he was like no I'm not and she's like well why don't you just fuck her and we can both be bad <laughs> and it's and then she storms off so then he comes to her house her gorgeous apartment which me and Jenny are obsessed with yeah and he's he like kind of tail between his legs he's like what was that back there <laughs> and she's like you have to forgive me Aiden because she's just kind of feeling so guilty and feeling like he hasn't just fucking forgiven her. And I also see that in a lot of my friends' relationships as well. A lot of the times, women or men can trip up 
yeah. and you can continue on the, in the relationship but they are you but they're holding still holding the grudge them. and it's kind of like they'll sly dig it in or they'll bring it up in an argument and she's just like you have to forgive yeah. me Aiden and she's banging her chest which she always does Carrie does that and it's me and Jenny do that just to be lol because we copy her she has a really bony chest and, and she's like and you her, have yeah. and to really forgive big, big hands yeah and it's like whacking her chest yeah. it's like ow I can't like I did that the other week when I was freaking pretending to be Carrie it hurt I'm <laughs> you're hurt I fucking hurt myself and um, yeah, so she keeps on saying it. He's just like he's. It's in the doorway, and she yeah. keeps on and banging bang- her chest. And then she bangs you his have chest to too. forgive me, and then she's kind of pretending to faint. Yeah, yeah, me, she Aiden. keeps saying you it. have to forgive. And he kind of, and then she's kind of getting loose in her body, and he kind of holds. He's like, shh, and he like pulls her in, and she's like, <laughs> <laughs> and it's so just amazing. so overdramatic. It's so- I fucked a guy and you're just not happy with me. I'm so annoyed. So, forgive me. I just adored uh, the overdramaticness of that because that's girls in a fucking nutshell. It really is. Honestly. It really is. Like, like I did something and now I'm all about me. I'm falling on the floor. I painting. also get it though because it's like she I do get where she's coming from in the same sense. I'm like Yeah, just forgive me. Are like, we over either, it or like, not? You either can be with me or not. Like you are the one who are like, I'll give it another shot. And then they like weirdly hold it against you. Yeah, and they're like, well, no, I can talk. Away. It's like, yeah, I am texting Jessica. And it's mm. like that one girl that you were paranoid and they're like, well, you can't be paranoid because yeah. you cheated. You either forgive in a relationship or you don't. Like, I mean, choose. Yeah. You can't be like, yeah, I forgive her for that, but I'm definitely holding it against you for the entirety of the relationship. It, like, they like emotionally blackmail you I need to pee. Okay, so Lindsay peed. So... That one, that is an unreal like scene because Carrie's just being her typical selfish self. Self indulgent self. I have another one that just like, ugh, sorry, I'm just like scooching my chair. One of my favorite ones, and this is the last one we're going to talk about. So <clears throat> me and Lindsay always say like, Lindsay's Carrie, I'm Miranda, but they are kind of when you look at the whole show, they're the kind of most uh, structured friendship throughout the whole show. Like very true. They have the most. It's the most in depth friendship, and right? they also have. They seem to, like, they kind of hang out alone a lot. Do you know the way? My can Yeah. Uh, yeah, they hang out a lot They alone. seem to have the most solid friendship. Yeah. Like, you never know, you never, they never touch upon where they met, how they got friends, or where their friendship started, really. Yeah. But you can sense from the four of them that the solid, probably the most, like, the longest relationship was with Miranda Definitely. and uh, Carrie. And it's probably also because they're so opposite, you know, that they, like, you know that way like I mean that whole opposites attracting they are quite opposite and they, they bounce off each other quite well but they're, so they always have this like amazing relationship and like Carrie's quite like romantic she's like, quite an idealist and everything she kind of sees the great and everything and convinces and she's whimsical she's very whimsical and like off the cuff and she trusts in people more than she should and all the rest but Miranda's the opposite she's very cynical and it can bite her in the ass sometimes and she is she can be judgmental and all that. and rest. with relationships she's she doesn't fall for people like Miranda would she kind of mocks relationships a bit like she would never yeah. get with a guy and be like I'm in love she's kind of like oh I don't she's, like him yeah she's um, not like love at first sight no but saying that throughout all of Carrie's friendships Miranda is her rock and Carrie will always call her and Miranda kind of has to pick up the pieces a lot. And I think Miranda is very much dragging Carrie back to base, like yeah. back to reality. She, she gives her with a big fucking 
Wake dose up call. of reality a yeah. lot of the time. And, you know, she she does get Carrie, but they have this, uh, you know, Carrie, uh, it's kind of comes upon like our last two uh, kind of points of this kind of big relationship with Big, Mr. Big. And it was after, it was when, it was after the whole breakdown of the affair. Um, but it was before she got back with Aiden. And Mr. Big contacts Carrie being like, I want to have lunch. And obviously Carrie says yes. And the next day, her and Miranda are having a gal's day out in town. They're in like a, which is just so us. They're in a charity shop. Yeah. <laughs> they're in like a thrift store. And like, mm-hmm. they're bopping around. And then Carrie, it's just such a Carrie quote that I have to say. She turns around and she goes, do you think I could pull off a hang in there baby halter top? So annoying. So annoying. And then Miranda goes, And yes, you can because yeah, you're hot. You know you can because you're a size two. She's tiny. Teeny. And Miranda's like, I don't think anyone can pull off of it. Like, it's just gas. Yeah. So they're, they're going around. And then Miranda goes, oh, do you want to go to this exhibition on Saturday actually? And Carrie just kind of looks at her and he's like, I can't, I have to work. And it's so dramatic. Yeah, Miranda's like, okay. <laughs> She's like, oh, Grant. Anyway, um, moving anyway, back move, to my rail. On. And then Carrie's like railing, railing, looking for the little chaza, like golden little bits. And then she gets this pang of guilt and she's like, oh, I can't lie to her. And she's like, I lied. I don't have to work. And Miranda kind of looks at her and she's like, I'm meeting Big for lunch. And Miranda, just the look of rage on her face. And she's like, She's like, he's really upset about breaking up with Natasha and blah, blah, And then Miranda's like, I've had it, Carrie. He's bad for you. Yeah. And she's just like, what the fuck are you doing? Like, she's just like, why the fuck are here you? Here we go again, it's basically. It's like, basically, like, here we go again. I thought we were free of this because when Carrie was having the affair with Big, she brought Miranda out for drinks and was like, I'm having an affair with Big. When she got back with Big, it was, I'm back with Big. And yeah. it always blew up in her face and it always... Coinc- like you know off it blowing off up in Carrie's face blew up in Miranda's face but also I think with Carrie if she was down about big it would affect her whole time with mm. the gals like she'd be on down with everyone it would, you know? everyone would have to deal with the relationship right yeah so Miranda is just like when are you going to learn that he's bad for you like he's bad for you like put a fork in it it's done yeah. baby girl and she and then Carrie the eternal optimist basically is like she's like it's not like that. Like we're he, friends. He, we're friends. He's really upset, and he just wants to talk. And then she's like, "Since when does he want to fucking talk?" Because the last time he wanted to talk, he ended up riding him and having an affair with him and breaking up his marriage. Yeah. And it becomes this big thing. But then, and up until that point, you're like, "Yeah, Miranda. Yeah, fuck you. Fuck yeah, I'm fucking Miranda." And then Carrie <laughs> comes back and is like, "Miranda, you are so fucking judgmental because Miranda up until this point had this." had a boyfriend called Steve who was like an amazing guy who was obsessed with her mm. and the first sign of weakness she like dumped him. Yeah. And that's what Carrie says. She's like the first sign of fucking weakness in someone and you write them off. And she was like not everyone is as strong as you yeah. Miranda. Like, Which is also like you can't like just because well anyway we'll get into that. Go on, go on, go no, on. No, no, but it's true because just because that Miranda can cut people out and lob people off. You can't marry your own way of dealing with yeah. things to your friends. Yeah. Because your friends, although you have this great bond and you're so close with your friends, the way they deal with things is their way. And yeah. the way that you deal with things and get through things is your way. Yeah, and that's something that I've had to learn in my older life, because as I say, like I'm more like Miranda where I can I don't know. It's just like I can be more like that. Where I'm you'll just be like, like Lindsay, be careful here, be careful there, and I'm kind of like 
this is how I work though this exactly. is how I get through and, things and with like years on myself and my friendships I've realised that like there's no good in me I have to kind of approach things and my friends ask me for advice now I approach it as from what I know that the way they are so I'm like I know that you're not going to be the person to be like I'm never going to talk to him again you're just not like that mm. and whereas and usually, that doesn't work for me exactly it doesn't work for you and that's you know you're, and you'll never do it so there's no point in me being yeah. like do this mm. and just, just cut him out just because it works for me it doesn't work for you and so now when I give advice I have to give advice from your perspective more so where mm. I'm like I know you're going to do this and that and that's grand so let's try but and just make, be aware of this let's try or whatever make this the healthiest way of doing it instead of mm. being like like I mean because that's what it was Carrie wasn't being the healthiest she was going out for lunch with them she didn't have to go out for fucking lunch with mm. them you know that way So and she was like, also cancelling on doing something with her friends to go out with the guy who fucked exactly. her over and Miranda's like really because probably yeah. Saturday is their day that they do stuff and exactly. then Carrie's like actually and she was going to lie about working you know yeah, that way yeah. it's like very true if you're lying to your friends about who you're seeing then that's saying something you know like if you've stayed in a guy's house that you probably know that your friend's gonna be like really you yeah. stayed I mean it is annoying though because I do feel like sometimes friends can be shocked at what you're doing yeah especially and we touched upon this in the start of the episode if your friend is in a long-term relationship and they have a very normal stable life they've been with the same guy for four years two years whatever and you're single so your life is interchangeable it's like you're dating this guy for three weeks then oh this guy is kind of coming back and you're texting this guy and you feel a bit all over the place compared to your friend who's in the relationship so like I don't know where that point was going but like it's like it's kind of stressful to if you're lying about something is that what you're kind of making up yeah kind of like I mean but then you I mean I'm saying well, what I first said was that if you're lying, it's probably saying something. Yeah, about like, yourself. But then it maybe isn't. It could be also. It could be also saying about the friend's reaction. Yeah, yeah, that you're just like, let me live my life. Yes, I know it's fucking random yeah. that I'm seeing this guy after he blanked me for two months and now he's back in my life. I know it's random, but my life isn't as fucking stable as yours where you have the relationship. Yeah. So you have to kind of live but and let live. I don't even think it has to be a relationship. It's just that people should always have that kind of. And it's it's. I mean, that's a human fault. Everyone does this. Where it's very hard to see things from other people's perspective. You might think you're seeing it from someone else's perspective. Mm. But you're probably not. You're kind of being like, why is she doing this? Like, you're getting angry. You're like, uh. And I understand where Miranda's coming from. And I do as well, Because yeah. from being that friend who was that friend who was like picking up the phone, talking to you, crying. It's exhausting. It can be mm-hmm. exhausting. And I understand that she's like at her wit's end where she's like, fuck's sake, this is happening again. And, you know, that is something like you know being a Miranda it is a thing that like you can give someone so much advice and it's actually a lesson to learn you can give someone all your energy all your best advice they're still gonna just do what they want to do what it works what what gets them through it yeah. they're gonna do it like or even just do it through the relationship you know someone can be like he's he's being a dick he's being this he's being like that and you can be like you need to break up with him you need to break up with him. You need to, or like this isn't healthy you're in a bad relationship they're still going to stay with them until it's okay for them to break up with them. You can decide for them. So you... as, a, as And a, I always feel like this, for example, like with... I was jump with my ex-boyfriend, we were jumping, we were together and having a massive fight and yeah. I tell everyone and then, you know, it was up, down, up, down, all over the place basically. And I remember my mum, anytime I was like, yeah, so kind of... Uh, 
we're broken up or we're back together or broken up and she'd be like oh god oh god oh David calling my dad and I'm like mom and I would always say to her I'm like mom you're fucking you know at least I know I'm coming to you and being stressy with like coming to you yeah. but you don't have to live it yeah. you just have to hear it you're fucking with my dad and you're in your gaff and you're grand you're sorted you're home run I'm living it and I know it's really stressful to hear me go on and on and on and on and up and down and all over the place but it's super stressful for me because I'm in it. Like yeah. no one who's in that. I mean, there are women and men who like kind of thrive off drama and they love the drama. Yeah, but yeah, like yeah. some girls who are just in the kind of bad relationship or whatever. Yeah. They just, they don't want to be. They would love yeah. it to just be smooth. Well, I was like that. My ex-boyfriend, like years ago, you know, mm. but we had a really fucking dramatic relationship and it was like, con- every night we'd have a massive fight, like a public. Oh, like it God. wasn't... Like it was that level. I mean, we were teenagers, you yeah, know. Yeah, so yeah. I mean, I was like, she what, gets like cray. Seventeen, he was about nineteen, and then it went up to he was about twenty-one or so. You know, it would be he was. Oh my God, I will say that. Like I'm. Sorry. <laughs> you it could was, say that. It wasn't, fucking wasn't it. Fucking wasn't me. Never met a fucker. It was not me. Like, and I know that looking back at it, I was like, holy. And that's shit. okay. Yeah. I hate that in a relationship. It's like, yeah, it's two in a relationship. I look back at my relationship and I'm like, it was not me. Like I was grand. <laughs> yeah. Like, I was happy enough for it to be chill, you know? But he was just like... I mean, everything was a big fight, not to go into it. But I would like that. People would think of us as this dramatic couple. And I'd be like, so frustrated. Like, I'm not dramatic, though. I don't want it. I would I, love to be smooth. I, like, I, I was hoping every night for it to just be like, chill. Never yeah. was. And it's not as easy as that. Because I find that with my um, past relationships, like... I didn't court the drama. I was trying to fucking stop it and it still wasn't working. And then your friends are like, oh my God, another fight. And you're like, I know. I'm flabbergasted as well. Mm-hmm. You know, the way like, I'm not, I'm fucking trying to stop it. But yeah. like, yeah, and but it, you'll get there. I guess what we're saying, like we've been talking about it for now, but like that, that scene is amazing because it shows kind of very um, human just that kind of frustration that a lot of girls have with their friendships I'm sure a lot of people would recognise that like you're probably I mean we've all been either one I think where we're either the girl yeah. who's people are like are you fucking joking you're going back to him or you're the girl who's like your friend saying that to you and you're like uh, uh, but I wouldn't I go I, out with it I thought this was like kind of safe for me to tell you and mm. then you're throwing it back but that it just showed I thought it really it showed really well the two sides of the kind of coin it showed that like yeah very true that can happen and it doesn't make one opinion less than the other. They're both actually valid opinions where the one friend is like, I've yeah. given you so much fucking advice and you're going against all my advice. But the other girl is like, but it's my life. Like I can do what I yeah. want and you don't have to be giving me this advice. Of course I come to you because I think you're my friend. And in that scene as well, Miranda goes, if you get back with him, I don't want to hear it. I don't want to know anything about it. It's like, no calls, no crying, yeah. nothing. And it's like, it's like so on. hard to swallow because it's like, but, 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 yeah, but it might happen. <laughs> he's going to cry and I'm going to call you. <laughs> like, I mean, but yeah, I definitely think, like you said, every gal has been on each side. Yeah. And which is, I guess like, just they're both up, make sense. To wrap up the episode, like, mm-hmm. of our episode right now, um, this is why if you haven't watched the show, like, cause I know we've got a lot of uh, listeners who are like between like 20 and 24 and I'm like, you're like five years younger than us. I don't know if you've seen it. You might not have because it's kind of been overblown. Because we watched it when it was actually on TV. Yeah. And I know a lot of girls who think that Girls, the show, was the first one of these shows. And I'm girls like, Girls oh, compared shite. to that is literally like, literally fucking Sex in the City is Sephora. 
Girls is Deal's makeup. Literally. Girls is shy anyway. It's shy. I cannot watch that. I hate Lena Dunham. She's so feminine. Like, Sex and City is just perfection. There's nothing no, else. The movies, nah, I wouldn't be watching the movies. First movies, exactly. It's good because... But I mean, if you're getting into oh, it... Oh no, don't watch the movie people first. be like, oh, I'll just watch the movie. No. No, first season, get it on. It's fucking all over the internet it's for free. On like, like... You guys, you need to get on. And also, if you are Sex and the City fucking stands like we are, thank you for listening. Yeah. Let us know what your like, favorite scenes are. Yes, like literally email us because we'll be like, oh my god, oh, oh my, my god. god, or who like because I love like when you meet someone else who loves it and they're like, I don't like Carrie. I'm like really. Yeah, or some people love Big, some people love Aiden. Yeah, some people hate, but yeah, it's some just, people are like, I'm an Aiden girl. I think she should have gone with Aiden. And, and you're I'm like, like no. no, it's so it's, it's so fun yeah. to converse like that. And that's how Lindsay and I got friends and like. So if you love Sex and City, please write us. You can write us on itgalspodcast at gmail.com or our Tumblr. Or Instagram is itgalspodcast with a Z, itgals on Instagram. It's all linked below in the description of this anyway. Yeah, you can and mail us there. We look at mails we there love as well. It. And also, like that girl, if you're looking for some advice, um, like that girl's, your tum- the Tumblr is completely anonymous. Like The Tumblr's been amazing because like Jenny and I kind of sporadically just go on and we check out yeah. and we write back. Like it's actually really nice to write back yeah. to your questions and we both write back like really like in depth answers exactly. and stuff for you guys. So if you have any problems that are freaky to ask your friends because sometimes like that reaction with Miranda you get a huge big reaction and you don't want that so we will come with you with solid advice but in a totally like biased way yeah so unbiased (laughs) (laughs) we'll be completely fucking biased I'm awful that unbiased bias like that kind of stuff like regardless I thought irregardless was a word yeah, apparently it's not. I used it's to not use a it word. all the time. It's Regardless not. is the word of yeah, irregard. I know. I don't get those <laughs> words. Know, yeah. But anyway. Anyway. Non-biased. <laughs> so guys, thanks so much for listening. And we will be back probably next week or the week after with a new episode. And we love you, bitches. We love you so fucking much. Bye. Jenny and Lindsay in this bitch, girl. Make you move your hips while sipping gin, girl. Make you bounce your tits like it's a jig, girl. Like boom. For your room, Hannestine Squad link up is like boom. The girls be giving you vibes, tune in, chill out, and feel good inside. Like ish girls, hey, we the ish girls. It girls, hey, we the ish girls. Like ish girls, we the ish girls. I got Jenny and Lindsay in this bitch girls. Make you move your hips while sipping jink girl. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns.